0: Come with me. We're going to Silicon Valley. If you love roller coasters, how often are you actually scared? It's an interesting question for me, because I love roller coasters. But rarely am I actually frightened. You know you're not going to hit that crossbeam that's over you. You know that no matter how hard that bank turn feels, it's not really going to do you much harm. When a roller coaster aficionado is truly frightened it's a sign of a great coaster and the rarest of the rare the truly terrifying roller coaster at least for me used to be at great america but not for long i think for two maybe three years and it was called stealth now when great america was having a good time in the 90s when it was owned by paramount it was opening rides really frequently and you would have a fast turnover. The park into the 90s was still fairly original. You had the Yankee Clipper and the Logger's Run, two flume rides that basically interconnected. You had the tidal wave was still there, the Edge, uh, which I think may have been replaced towards the very end of the 90s with uh, one of the more modernish freefall things. Had things like the Revolution, which were relatively new, but they started to open things again and again. And if you look at how they did it, it's pretty amazing the rollout periods they had. And between 1995 and 2000, you had a lot of new concepts, including actually Invertigo, which was fun. But uh, the James Bond License to Thrill, which I wish they had kept that because it was great. But you lost a lot of things. And I've talked about the triple wheel. I've talked about uh, Willard's Wizard, which I believe was removed before this. I want to say about 1993. And, of course, you lost my personal favorite, the lobster. Mm. But stealth was an impressive roller coaster. It was, what's the best way to call it? It was a hanging, flying roller coaster, they call it. So when you got in, you laid on your back, and they strapped you in and then it flipped over so that you were hanging down and it felt like you were flying, like you were Superman. I've seen a bunch of different things called flying coasters and it basically means our are no sides, but really it was less important because this felt like you were flying. And you go and you, it climbs up and then you go. And five times you go upside down. One traditional vertical loop, a couple of corkscrews and then just a flip and it was terrifying. And at one point, you go this really weird, I believe they called it an overbanked horseshoe curve, and you go sort of around the edge. And that was the one that scared me even more than any of the corkscrews or any of that, because it felt like you were gonna fly off into space, just headed upwards. Now, I got to ride this the day of a radio contest, and they let us in an hour early, and so me and my friend Chrissy rode it three times, I think. I think I rode it twice during the day, went to work, and then came back that night and wrote it again. So scary. But one of the things about Great America in the early 2000s was the constant royal of new attractions. And so in 2001, they opened Psycho Mouse. Uh, They brought the Celebration Swings, a classic. Uh, The next year, Delirium, Flying Eagles. All these new concepts were being tried. And by 2003, They realized they needed to go a different direction with the entire park concept. So what did they do? After three years, they removed it and replaced it in 2004 with Boomerang Bay, which a water zone. But what's really fascinating is that they sent it to Carowinds in the Carolinas, who rebranded it as Nighthawk. It became a couple other things over the years. But it's one of the most impressive roller coasters to this day. It's not the fastest. It's not the biggest. But the concept alone makes it one of the finest roller coasters in the world. And I'm not saying I'm going to hop out and ride it anytime soon, but it's well worth thinking about.